Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right, team, you know the drill. We have three questions for the Q&As. And if you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend. Hit us up there on the social meds at Barpath Fitness on Instagram. Slide into the DMs. You can send us an email. Yeah. I feel like that's it. Yep. Gotta cover them all. Yeah. Cool. Let's get into it. Okay. Question one. (laughs) Question one. Uh, I have been weight training for eight months now. My leg muscles don't recover for about three days after my leg day. If I reduce the weight and reps, I am usually fine. I would love some suggestions on how to tweak my routine to get stronger legs and recover faster. So you essentially answered it in part of this question, right? So you said when the weight and reps are lower, you feel more recovered. So essentially what you're saying is you need less volume and intensity in your workouts, right? I think switching to a more full body routine can help mitigate the intensity, especially for a specific body part, right? So your legs are, you're feeling like your legs are getting hammered. I'm assuming you're doing leg days. So you're just killing your legs, right? So if we're, if you switch to a more full body workout, you're, you're doing more bang for your buck movements more frequently, but less but there's less volume. So you're not just doing, you know, starting your leg day with squats and then you're doing, you know, some lunges and maybe another squat variation. Then you're doing leg extensions and all this volume for your legs. But now we're doing, if we do a full body split, we're doing maybe squats and Romanian deadlifts for the first day for the lower body. And then on Wednesday, we're doing conventional deadlifts and deadlifts and hip thrusts and, or something like that, right? So you're doing these heavy compound lifts, but they're more fre- frequent. So you're getting you know, more of that stimulation more times throughout the week, as opposed to just hammering your legs, feeling really sore, and then having to have a full week to recover. Whereas if you do it more fre- frequently, you're going to feel a lot better, more recovered. And you're gonna, going to get, again, these bigger compound movements in, which will allow you to build muscle more faster if you're, if you're doing that. So yeah. I saw the other day in a Facebook group that we're in as well, like someone kind of on the flip side of this i guess was posting they were like well here's my lower body workout and i can't remember what they were saying yeah they were like it's not you know it's not that hard though and it was like 12 exercises for the lower body it was like a back squat and then a deadlift and then a hack squat and then a goblet squat and then a lunge and then a leg curl and then a calf raise and then like it was just so much and i was like maybe you need to switch up your routine a little yeah. bit to focus more on like movements. So what that tells me, if someone can do that workout that Heather just described, they're either on drugs or, they're, able, yeah. or they are not really doing all of the movements with any intensity, intensity. at all. Yeah, that was so, my answer to that person. Yeah, but or they're in the, the position where this person who asked this question is where they're doing these workouts. Maybe they are doing them with intensity and then they can't fucking walk for the rest of the week. They can't sleep because they're so like, there's so much in pain. Their their legs are throbbing at night. You definitely need to change something. So why not bring the intensity, do, you know, two to three compound movements a couple days per week. That way you're not killing your body, but you are working a lot of muscles at the same time when you're doing like squats and deadlifts, et cetera. Yeah. I think the majority of people who get really into lifting try to adapt a bodybuilder style workout yeah and the the thing the problem with that is the the bodybuilders that are using these routines are spending two hours in the gym and they are doing this for a show they are doing this for a reason they are experienced they are 
potentially on stuff. Yeah. Like there's a lot that goes into that. Like not every person needs to be just hammering their legs. Yeah. You and know? the thing with the bodybuilders, let's just say this body, you know, whatever bodybuilder who's doing this routine is not on drugs. Everything else in their life is optimized. Mm-hmm. So their sleep is on point. Their, their hydration life. is on point. They know exactly how many meals and how many carbs at each meal to fuel their workout and before and after workouts to recover. They're hitting their protein every day. Their their stress is mitigated, right? This is the only stress they have in their life is their, their crazy intense workouts. But I would even argue that the workout that you described, Heather, that this person wrote, a bodybuilder doesn't even do that many because you have 12 movements for your legs people are probably doing at least three sets for them. Sometimes the bodybuilders bump it up to like four or five Mm -hmm. to get the volume in. So I just feel like that's overkill and you're going to be overtraining. Totally. Yeah. We talked in one of our episodes. I don't remember which one about like, what was it? 10 to 30 sets or something. Yeah. Per week. Yeah. Not per day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like for each muscle group. So keep that in mind. And if you're doing 12 different leg exercises, you're probably doing overkill for one workout. Yeah. And like if you're doing in the first couple of movements of your lower body workout or squat is a squat variation and then you do a deadlift variation, you're probably good. You don't need all the leg extensions. Maybe a single leg or like a small calf exercise or something. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I just think need to be all that. I think you need to seriously restructure your routine. Think about the three to four day split. That way you can manage your intensity. I would definitely recommend for this person, though, the three days, the three day full body workouts, because they probably need a break from this more bodybuilding style split. So I think that they would see some really great results from doing it this way. Yeah. But also to you're going to you're going to be sore in general, but like this sounds like it's debilitating. Yeah. Like you can't walk or you're just like, you feel like shit. Like I've had workouts before where like I work out and I feel like I can't do anything the rest of the day because I went so hard. And I used to think that was good, (laughs) but I like really quickly realized like, this is not good. I can't really function. I just want to take a nap and I want to eat everything. Like it's, if you're doing that and you feel like that, well, one, you could probably eat more in general. I'm just assuming. I'm assuming that for everyone though, but also Definitely, you need to restructure your, your your routine. And I would, if you really want to get get a sense of how much volume you're doing, track it. And then for the lower body, probably need half of it, or you probably need to do half of it. So mm-hmm. also listen to our soreness podcast. We talk all about yes. how to mitigate that, yes. so you can help your current situation and then any future situation that may happen as far as you know you're super sore, but hopefully it won't be as bad as this because you're going to restructure your routine. So yeah, okay, all right. All right. Question number two. I had something else to say, but I don't remember. So we're going to go on to question number two. That's fine. All right. Question number two. At what age is it safe to get kids doing weights? Ooh, I like this one. Yeah. Uh, I've read mixed reviews, but my daughter loves joining in with my workouts. So literally once they can walk and talk in full sentences is the age (laughs) I would say they can start. So uh, the reason why I say like that they can talk in full sentences is because you want to, I would want to make sure that they can communicate what they're feeling to me and as they do it. Right. So I feel like there's so many, I mean, Heather's going to get into this. There's that you've, I feel like throughout my career, it's like they shouldn't start until they're 12 or they can start when they're one. Like it's, I feel like there's been extremes there, but I feel like starting with body weight movements and then making sure you're asking them like, how does this feel? What are you feeling? If they're like, oh, it hurts. They don't really know what like the burn feels like. So if you can continue to ask them questions to which they understand what you're saying to them, so you can kind of like probe into like, all right, is this like the burn they're feeling or is it really hurting them? Yeah. Like just make sure they can they can communicate back to you. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. So over the years, the research on this or well, 
the the message on this has changed a lot, right? Like old school, like <laughs> long time ago, it used to be like kids shouldn't lift weights; it's going to stunt their growth. Yes, uh, we have stupid. since determined that is not the case. Yeah. Um, so if you just do a quick Google search on kids and strength training or kids and resistance training, you'll find all this information. It's like recommended now by like. I don't know, the American Pediatric Association and all these like medical groups now that kids should resistance train. And most of the research and articles I've seen, the the research has mostly been done on kids as young as seven. Um, that seems to be the age where the literature starts. But so that's typically the recommended age for actual like weights, right? But like Katie said, body weight. I mean, oh, they yeah. start that even earlier start that at two. as soon as they can communicate. Yeah. So strength training also, I want to point out, does not <laughs> stunt muscle growth. And in fact, it is extremely beneficial for children who are playing any type of sport, right? Mm -hmm. It has a huge part in reducing the risk of injury from sports and, you know, general kid stuff like jumping around and playing yeah. and, and like wrestling and stuff. So if you're worried about stunting growth, the research actually shows that the case reports of injuries that are related to children's strength training, including like plate fractures and lower back injuries, those are primarily attributed to the misuse of equipment mm -hmm. or inappropriate weight or improper yeah. technique or lack of supervision. Right. Mm -hmm. So and growth growth plate fractures have not been reported in programs that were designed by experts or kids that were properly supervised. Not at all. So just be sure that your kiddo is doing it right and they're supervised. Yeah. So to sum all that up, hire a good trainer for your kid. If you <laughs> yeah. really want them to start doing this and start getting some, you know, some strength training under their belt. And again, like for a kid that's super young, strength training probably means just using their body weight. So start with body weight movements. Like, you know, they, if you think about it, like, kids they sit in a squat yeah, like when good at it once they start even before they start walking they can sit in a squat so have them do reps of it right so body weight squats teach them how to hinge some push-ups like you know they could do like a prone pullback where they're laying on the floor and just kind of squeezing their upper back in and some planks like literally right there is a perfect workout for them because all of that all of those movements are going to teach them body awareness and that's the most important thing and let's say your kid is past seven and you want to get them to start strength training still start with body weight movements because mm -hmm they're probably still like in the like awkward stage where they like don't really understand their body, especially like if they're going through puberty, they know they have a body and then it all of a sudden changes and then it's like a whole new body. So yeah. there's just a lot of different stages throughout adolescence because they're always growing. And sometimes like this actually blew my mind when I read about it, like growth spurts actually happen really fucking fast. Like it's not just like, Oh, they're growing. You ever like see a kid and then like a month later, it's like, holy shit, you look so much bigger. That actually happened in a month or like a couple yeah. weeks. Like it, it does happen really quickly like that. And another thing I would say with kids, like they don't, the workouts don't need to be so structured. Like you can have, have them do some of these movements, but again, they're just learning that body awareness and stability. And the more often they can practice these movements, the stronger they will be. Honestly, when you, I can't remember what you said. I, I keep wanting to interject and not remembering what I'm trying oh, to say. Tap me on the shoulder I know next I should. time. So when you said uh, something about start with body weight for kids, I was going to say, honestly, if they're adults, start with body weight. Too. Oh yeah. Like everyone should start with body weight. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a little point there. Um. So, okay. The big thing with kids is you don't want to start out with a bunch of specificity or specialization though, right? So let them try new things and different sports. That's the big thing with children, right? So there is some research out there that suggests that specializing in one sport too early mm -hmm. can increase risk of injury and burnout in kids, right? So on the injury side, I, I think there's more to this story because the kids that are have been researched that are specializing early may not have been doing resistance training as well. True. Like we don't know in those yeah, statistics. So, probably not. Because that wasn't traditionally done. Um, unsure, yeah. but it's something to consider. 
But even for the sake of burnout, right? Like kids are still, (laughs) I'm still figuring out who I am. So kids are definitely still figuring out who they are and what they want to do. So let them try different things and don't specialize too early for, for, you know, for that sake. But resistance training in general is very safe and highly recommended for children. Yeah. And if your kid is really into a, a, a sport and maybe they do want to specialize early, like make sure I would, well, I would definitely recommend hiring a trainer who specializes in that sport so they can keep them healthy. So they're doing some strength training. Let's just say it's like baseball, right? So obviously they're throwing a lot with the same arm. Make sure they have, you have a trainer that like really knows their shit about baseball, keeping the shoulders healthy, keeping all of that healthy. But again, if you can just get them in a lot of different sports, that's great. I think if you're going to pick one sport for your kid, gymnastics all the way, because it's just a lot of figuring shit out and definitely like that 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 body awareness and getting that proprioception and in gymnastics they're not just doing one thing they're doing a bunch of different things like they're learning how to hang they're kind of climbing they're balancing on their hands they're running they're you know they're doing stretching and and all these things and they're doing a lot of core movements like so i think that quote-unquote sport if you're gonna pick one i think that's really good i think it's i think most kids should should do it because it is just like a lot of kids running around and like figuring things out and it's kind of fun to like see these like little kids with like a little muscles on them <laughs> like coming in so but yeah i think i think that wouldn't be a huge detriment but again you know it, i think it's always good if you're specializing in a sport whether you're a child or an adult to make sure you have some type of strength training in there just I to keep everything healthy. almost did gymnastics i went to like too. a couple of classes and then i think i got scared on the uneven bars they oh, tried yeah. to make me do something on them and i got really afraid i got and sca- i quit i got scared on the thing where you run you like psh, like oh the, the vault thingy yeah oh i loved that thing oh no that was the one no. thing i liked no that scared me oh that really yeah, scared yeah. me. yeah i definitely quit i didn't do any sports though so that's me <laughs> well i should make show choirs a sport I'm going to count it. Count we it were second at nationals my <laughs> senior year. It's a lot of dancing, body awareness. Okay, dancing like and singing at the same time That's is hard. freaking hard. The breath, the breath lessons yeah. I learned that have transferred into my weight training. I was going to say, yeah. Are huge. That, I was going to say, that is yeah. the best way to I'm learn a good breather. breathing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a for great sure. breather. <laughs> so I just, I, I have a lot of clients who have kids and I'll like in their videos, I'll see some of them working out. And it's really funny because they're like trying to do the movements that mommy does. And then it's really cute. And they're just like kind of all over the place. But I think that's a great way to start too. like clients. I think one of my clients actually asked this question. Like if you're I think she has a daughter. I think if you're if if your daughter's just like hanging out with you while you work out, you could be like if you're doing squats, just be like, yeah, do these squats with me and they can just do it or she could just yeah. do it and then can do all the movements. Even like if you're doing like a shoulder press, like she doesn't need any weights, just put her arms up in the air, like up and down and she can just get used to doing the movement. So mm-hmm. yeah, like have them follow along with you, but just body weight. And yeah, I think that'd super be super fun or like a PVC pipe. Oh I've yeah. Seen, I've seen like parents give their very little kids like a P- yeah, PVC really pipe cute. so they can pretend it's like a barbell. Yeah, like, that's, kind of fun. that's a good idea. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Question number three. I have body fat that I want to lose, but I know the importance of building muscle and my metabolism. Should I lean out or build first? Build. Done. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> you, Next question. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about this, obviously, many, many times, but you're going to set yourself up for an easier fat loss phase in the future The more with the more muscle you have, right? So it's also really important to know that like you're not just going to build once and lean out once. Like you are going to need multiple cycles of building with small cutting phases sprinkled in there, right? 
it takes years to achieve the look that you want. We just did a whole rant on this. It's yes. probably one of our more um, popular podcasts yes. now. But also, like, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy your progress and successes along the way. But you should always be striving for more anyways to keep you in the game. Right. So you should always have these goals. And I think most of the time, especially for women, we need to get out of the you know lean, lean, lean mindset and focus on building. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you should build and build for a long fucking time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I wanted to not I wanted to dig in because I have seen some coaches. Mostly these are like physique or bodybuilding coaches, to be honest. Yeah. I've seen them suggest that you get down to a comfortable body fat first and silly. then attempt to add more lean muscle. Mm-hmm. The problem with that, in my mind, is that for most people, especially women, that we see, they're already not eating enough. Mm-hmm. So to try to cut or try to get their body fat down would also mean lowering their calories to an unsustainable place. And from being a woman, I have to say, this is not a place you want to be, right? This is a danger zone for having a terrible relationship with food. Um, so I agree. Even if you have coaches that suggest getting body fat down first uh, and then attempting to build le- lean muscle is like the ideal thing, I would caution Meh. you and agree with Katie on on the build, right? I would say eat, build muscle, because that is how you're going to improve your metabolism anyway in the long run. And then you'll burn more fat after you build. Yeah. And I would I just hate that mindset yeah. because if you're eating more, but your strength training is on point and you have all that dialed in. You're not going to gain body fat. You might gain a tiny, tiny bit, but you're going to gain muscle. So it's like it's silly to just think like, oh, oh, even like if you gain a pound or two more body fat and you're not, you know, at the place you want to be. So the fuck what? It's going to be way easier (laughs) to cut that couple pounds and then more that you wanted to cut once you have more muscle. So like you're not going to look honestly, if you build muscle, you're not going to look bigger. Like, even if you're not at the the body composition that you want currently or that you're looking for, but you'll probably actually look better. Your body composition yeah, will most be better. People, yeah, their body composition starts to improve even as they gain a little bit of weight and a little bit of muscle. Yeah, because let's just say yeah. like you stay the same body fat percentage, but you build muscle. Well, you're leaner technically because the more muscle you have, the, the if the ratio is bigger, like more muscle to body fat, you have a better body fat percentage. You're leaner. So you will look better too. Like it will reflect in the mirror. So yeah, I just think that's silly advice and women should just always be building. Yes. I think because it looks fucking great. And you'll just, you'll, you'll notice that too. Like the more muscle you have, you're going to be able to eat more and you're going to be like, holy shit. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm eating like 2,500 calories Mm -hmm. and I'm maintaining my weight. I'm building muscle. Like it's just really cool. I had a really good conversation at brunch today, actually with a friend of mine, um, And we were just talking about how like we've both had comments to us in the past of like, even though we like she's a competitive powerlifter as well. And um, like I used to be. And we both have had people say like, well, you don't look like a powerlifter or you don't look like you work out. What does that even mean? Like basically like and, and there's people, you know, that we know that have been training for years and people will be like, well, they don't look like a fitness person. And oh, yeah. that is just so annoying to me because what and what I what I was saying to her and what we were both agreeing on is that the fitness industry has this image of of women specifically and men i mean it's everybody that to be healthy and fit you have to be you have to have abs and you have to be ripped and you have to see your muscles and that is not fucking true like most people who are healthy are not ripped like that is just like it's such bullshit and it just pisses me off all the time it's not the same for men men can have a little bit of muscle and they'll be like oh my god you're so fit and in shape it's like no for women you have to have the perfect amount of muscle you can't have too much and you can't have too little but you have to be you have to have abs you have to have some 
type of ab on you. I will say the the exception to that is certain parts of the gay community. That's true. There is a okay, huge I, I pressure on gay men in specific parts of the gay community. I so, agree yeah. with that. Yeah. No, I'm talking about straight yes, dudes. Like, yes, straight yeah. dudes just have like a, a little bit of jack shoulders and they can have a beer, big fucking beer belly. And people will be like, oh my God, you're so like big. Like, you have such big muscles. Like, okay, cool. All they had to do was do a sh- one shoulder press and then they build muscle. <laughs> like, oh women, it's like you have to have the perfect body and anything uh, astray from that, it's like you don't work out. Like I've been training for over 10 years now and it's like, cool. I don't look super ripped. Great. Yeah. I've been training for 17 years. I realized the other day and yeah, I still get the, you know, like I, I feel like I look somewhat muscular, but you know, like you work out, you're a powerlifter. Yeah. Like, but I'm what healthy. Are, what so are powerlifters supposed to look like? I don't know. Are they supposed to look like the fat dudes that everyone thinks about? I don't like know. the fat powerlifter? I don't know. Like, that's a stereotype. I, I feel like they're supposed to look strong what that's so I subjective <laughs> i just hate this but anywho i feel like that's it yes that that's is it the end okay <laughs> that's done so um yeah if you want to ask us questions again join our facebook group and please share this podcast with all of your jacked and non-jacked friends especially yes. your non-jacked friends even if they're strong and you just don't see it touche <laughs> <laughs> Touche, touche and rate to interview this podcast it really helps the whole podcast get seen all right, peace out, fam. <laughs>